0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. He is Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Cohen together. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. 6XM Channel 80, as well as your smart speakers. Phone numbers are always there for you to hang out with us, and especially if you want to hang out with us when it comes to the top 10 quarterback list that we're going to let you know, then you can give us your thoughts at 888 say espn 888-729-3776. ESPN NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler talked to a bunch of NFL executives, coaches, and players to compile a top 10 list of quarterbacks. Here's the list from one to 10. Aaron Rodgers voted number one from Green Bay. Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City at number two. Josh Allen from Buffalo at number three. Tom Brady from Tampa Bay at number four. Joe Burrow from Cincinnati at number five. Matthew Stafford from the Rams at number six. Justin Herbert from the Chargers at number, six, number seven. Russell Wilson of the Denver Broncos at number eight. Deshaun Watson from the Cleveland Browns at number nine. And Dak Prescott, number 10. Keyshawn Johnson from the Dallas Cowboys.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it, look, man, it's, everybody has a list of what they think players should be, how they should be, if they make a list, if this, that, and the other. There's no wrong and there's no right answer. Everybody likes a different flavor of ice cream. Okay, I like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Derek Carr. Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson is in a different category for me because of their certain skill set. I would love to poll these general manager personnel, so-called people, (laughs) and find out what it is that these other quarterbacks do that Lamar and Kyler Murray can't do. Because I know what those two can do that those guys can't. Right. Like, I know... That Lamar and Kyler Murray can sling it with the most with the with the best of them. And I know those other quarterbacks can too, but they can't pull a ball down and, and create magic like those guys. And so when you start looking at some of these other quarterbacks, they're the pocket passers, statue type quarterbacks, sub zero mm-hmm. refrigerators that a lot of old heads, old guards enjoy watching in the National Football League where these guys are more, you know, they take chances off-schedule plays, may not be the – well, Colin Murray's very accurate. Lamar may not be the most accurate in terms of percentage of passes. He may be only completing 64% of the passes. It's hard as hell when you're throwing the ball downfield all the time to complete 70% of your passes. If Lamar was dinking and dunking in this system in Baltimore – his percentage would be higher mm-hmm. but that's not the case. Baltimore's passing game is play action pass vertical stretch game right. because of the running game. And you know, he's not hitting all of those targets so his his percentage suffers because of that. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, I think Patrick Mahomes is one for me, Aaron Rodgers would be two, mm-hmm. Tom Brady would be three. And then everybody else kind of is mushed up together. I understand the love affair that people have with Joe Burrow. He's cool. He wears the gold chains. He fits into the community. I understand all that. That's shade, great. Shade. That's that's just great. They fall in love with that. It's not shade, Freddie. People fall in love with that. Justin Herbert. Oh, he's tall. He's just. I love Justin Herbert too. He hadn't won anything. He's got to win some games that matter. Josh Allen's got to take a team to the Super Bowl that matters. It's not all on him, but it matters. Because if you're gonna judge, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Matthew Stafford, who, by the way, won the Super Bowl in his first year with the Rams after being questioned from the Detroit Lions. Those guys, when you start doing that, they kind of show you something Matthew Stafford showed you. Mm-hmm. So now it's Josh Allen's turn. He hadn't even won the MVP, but he's the, the third best quarterback in the National Football League? Interesting.
0: It is interesting because we know these lists are subjective, and they're based on how people feel. I completely, completely understand that but there's always going to be something to Lamar Jackson's game that people are going to dissect, especially those in the NFL. For example, an NFL offensive coach said anonymously about Lamar Jackson, and I quote, hard to stay healthy when you run that much. He's actually gotten a lot better as a passer, but if you play that way with a run-heavy attack and it's a close game and you're down, it's really hard to win because you're asked to do what you only minor in, not major in, and that's passing the ball when they know you are going to pass it end quote. You could almost equate that, Keyshawn, because a lot of that was said about Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. He's a bigger, stronger version in terms of the way their body types are along the lines of Lamar Jackson. They did a lot of quarterback power, a lot of quarterback run with
1: him. Everything that the Buffalo Bills did offensively, guess where it came from? The Baltimore Baltimore Ravens. Ravens playbook. So if you got him third and you got another dude on the honorable mention list, And then you say, as you are this anonymous coach who probably will be looking for a job next year, um, (laughs) so he wants to remain anonymous. Sure. Lamar. First of all, Lamar Jackson has been healthy. What the hell is he talking about?
0: Lamar just got hurt this year. Yeah, for the first time last year in twenty twenty. Like, what
1: are you talking about? He missed some games because of COVID? It's hard to stay healthy. He's been healthy. So that's a lie in itself. But that's what happens with this sort of stuff. You just start making stuff up that makes zero sense to me.
0: Here's the deal when you talk about making stuff up, and like I said, it's subjective, you can dissect it any way you want. But it's always interesting that there are plenty of people that still don't believe that Lamar Jackson can continue to be successful as a quarterback playing that way in the National Football League because his skill set is different. It is hard to defend. It is hard to prepare for because he has such great improvisational skills. But He's I'm been also,
1: he's been the starter, Freddie, three
0: and a half years. Three and a half years. And they, they revamped the whole offense. They said, move on from Joe Flacco. We're going to have – that skill set is what he has. That's what we want. That's what we need, the Baltimore Ravens. And they've been successful. People forget the last year before – Injuries ravaged this football team. Absolutely. That they had the best record in the AFC. Not the not the AFC North. The best record in the AFC. But to me, they're always gonna find a yeah but with a guy like Man, Lamar look, Jackson. Coach made Coach Harbaugh made
1: some tough coaching decisions last year or the year before when the team was falling apart. They was messing around, kicking field goals and instead of going for I mean they was just doing some weird stuff because Players were hurt on the defensive side of the ball. They were actually going for it, and, and you remember all those games. Where they, mm-hmm. they you're like, well, wait a minute, man, you can just win the game. They're like, no, nah, we, we gonna do this because we're not gonna be able to stop them, or we're not gonna be able to do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of things factor into what happens with Lamar Jackson. First of all, Lamar Jackson will be a two hundred million dollar plus guaranteed quarterback. The Baltimore Ravens they ain't they're not paying him that type of money if he doesn't check all the boxes for that team that team and that's the thing that makes me so irritated with these anonymous coaches and general managers who will probably be looking for jobs in the next couple of years any damn way
0: <laughs> Keyshawn- they
1: don't know what they're looking at
0: well they they think they know what they're looking at but then when you question what it is and you know this because you talk to people when you question what that is they don't seem to have the right kind of rebuttal that can't call it their bs for, for lack of a better term. That's just me. I've seen plenty and heard plenty of evaluations of quarterbacks. I'll never forget. I, he's Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. I'll never forget when Jimmy Claus was coming out of Notre Dame. And more than a couple people thought that was going to be the next great quarterback in the National Football League. And I said, did you not, not watch me? this guy? I didn't say you. No, I, I, know. You. I know. I <laughs> know. I didn't say you. But plenty of people thought this was going to be the next great dude in the National Football League of quarterback. And I said, they must be seeing something different than what I'm seeing. I see a guy that was very predictable, very mechanical, and as it turned out, he couldn't play dead in the National Football League. But then you have plenty of other guys that they always either sleep on or don't want to get the right kind of evaluation because they maybe don't fit their box of what they think a quarterback can be a successful one. And those guys you seen that be better than anybody could have anticipated in the NFL, the quarterback position.
1: No question, man. I, I really would like to hear, I really would like to hear Freddie, how some of these guys, you know, when they're write-ups, what, what, what they're saying about these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like I really would like to, to, to really look at their write-ups and break it down because some of the stuff is just when you see it and hear it it is such just trash, it makes zero sense.
0: And on that note, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, because part of the top ten list that was compiled by Jeremy Fowler, ESPN Info reporter, talking with executives around the National Football League about the top ten quarterbacks, and Aaron Rodgers is number one according to that list. But one of the criticisms about him was that he does not take enough risks. A coach said, and I quote, Laying it down with pressure, he won't take risks. On certain plays where he's throwing the easy completion on a smoke route and the games on the line, you're thinking, is he really trying to win? End quote. When I saw that, I said, I can't wait to hear what Keyshawn has to think and say about that.
1: Well, I don't know. First of all, whoever this coach was doesn't know what he's looking at. He's talking in coach speak, okay? Because Aaron Rodgers is the best of the best in pressure situations, Okay, on top of that, I'd rather have a guy go 38 and 4 than 38 and 16. Because I feel like I got a better chance at 38 and 4 to win a whole lot of games than 38 and 16 by taking those chances and throwing the ball to the other team. So, you know, who would you rather have?
0: I'd rather have a quarterback that I know if you put the ball in his hands, more than likely will win that game and get you down the field. And I, here's why I believe that criticism comes from whoever that is regarding Aaron Rodgers. Because he's seen what has happened in the last two NFC championship games when he did not make plays down stretch versus Tampa Bay. The defense had a lot to do with that. And what they didn't do after the first drive against San Francisco 49s and both of those games were at home. I wonder how much of that is like, yeah, you guys love Aaron Rodgers. But he's really not all that great when he's supposed to have the best team having home field advantage and did not deliver the last two times that his team's in the playoffs. I wonder how much of that is based on his evaluation when it comes to pressure and Aaron Rodgers.
2: It
1: it it, it may be based on evaluation, but you can't be a prisoner of the moment when you're talking sure, about Sure, I, I get it. Sure. And that's and, and, and if you notice me, I ain't never a prisoner of the moment. I'm consistent across the board. Okay, and, and and if Aaron Rodgers continues to stay this way and continues to not win then it's a different conversation, but because the last year or two hadn't panned out the way that we wanted it to, based on the the, the regular season record and into the playoffs with the number one season, and they getting bounced and things like that, if it continues, that's a different conversation. I mean, it it, it just is a different conversation.
0: Daniel in Nebraska, triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. He wants to weigh in on Keyshawn Jalen and Max about the top ten quarterback list. Daniel, what you got? Well, I just want to say about the the best quarterback in such situations, how can that not be Mahomes just based on his playoff record? I mean, how many times has he done it? How many times has he done it in just one game? You know, one of the things I was upset about after that Bills game was everybody's talking about Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's great, but Josh Allen had the best defense in the league. So Mahomes did what he did against the best defense in the league, and I love my Chiefs, but they didn't have the best defense.
1: So that must be James' cousin.
3: I, I like this Daniel guy. I, I don't, I don't know him, but I think he's absolutely correct. Yeah, I like it. Excellent call, Daniel.
1: Yeah, I, f- I figured it must have been a relative of yours. There's no question Patrick Mahomes is a pressure quarterback. There's no, no question about it. And he went at the Buffalo Bills defense, and that was more about the defensive coordinator and Leslie Frazier putting him in a position at the end of the game to allow them to go down the field and just take care of business where Josh Allen, it's not Josh Allen's fault mm-hmm. that the Bills lost to Kansas City. He played yeah. a hell of a game. He played, if he would have won that game, we'd still be seeing the highlights and clips of him throwing the ball and running all over and doing all that sort of stuff.
0: No doubt.
3: But he didn't win. He did. But
1: he didn't win. So there you go. He didn't win. You know, so let's just stop trying to make it seem as though he won the damn game.
0: Here's the problem with Patrick Mahomes. And It's not more of a Patrick Mahomes problem. It's a perception problem. He does so many things spectacularly well all the time that we get lost in that. Not saying you and me, Keyshawn. I'm talking about the average person. That's why I call him the Steph Curry of the NFL. Steph Curry is so great that when he does great stuff, it just, oh, you're used to seeing it. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. And that's why a lot of people are so stunned by what happened in the AFC Championship game by the mistake that he made at the end of the first half where he didn't throw the football away and get points on the board and they didn't wind up getting any points and then throwing a pick on the first possession of overtime because we're so used to seeing him being that great because we saw it a week before the AFC Championship game what he did against the Buffalo Bills, not having enough time and the Bills made a tactical mistake, not kicking the ball deep into the end zone, kicked it out of bounds or whatever they did. They gave him the ball and he was able to go down the field in two plays and boom, to kick the field goal going overtime and you wound up winning. He pays the price, in my opinion, not with me and you, but he pays the price, in my opinion, because he's so spectacular all the time that people look for holes in what he can't do, which is very, very minimal when it comes to a guy like Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, and it's, it, it's subjective, right? Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, those are my three top guys. And then there's a bunch of other guys smashed together. But you don't think Josh Allen's elite, though? It's not, it's not, okay. It's not about being elite. Do I think he has some unique skills and talent Mm -hmm. that could hopefully one day help the Bills win a championship? Yes. But all three of those guys that I mentioned, they all got MVPs. They all won Super Bowls, and they all played in Super Bowl games multiple times, except Rodgers one time. But when you look at it, Josh Allen has never played in the AFC championship game, right?
0: No, he has not. Oh, no, no, they, they, Kansas City beat the AFC Championship game the year before this one.
1: Yeah, that's right. The year before that, mm-hmm. it, last year they lost in a divisional game. Right. But he hasn't taken a team to the Super Bowl. So it's hard for me to put him in their category with that company, given the fact. Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl. He ain't in there. And his statistical numbers at the end of his career be on par with all of those. But he won the Super Bowl. He ain't in that category. And he just won the Super Bowl. And the reason he won the Super Bowl is because he put the ball in the right people's hands and did what he was supposed to do. So does that make him elite? Because
0: statistically, Mm -hmm. throughout his career, the numbers would suggest he would be an elite quarterback. He's been elite with the Detroit Lions in spite of the organization. I'll say that. But
1: you can't be elite. You can't be elite if if you, you can't win. How can you be
0: elite? Well, I think in terms of Matthew Stafford, the numbers suggested to me that he was elite despite having no running game, no consistent coaching, and not a talented defense. But, but, I'm not going to punish him for that.
1: But if I don't have a running game and all I got to do is drop back and throw the football all the time, my numbers are going to be padded
0: anyway. Well, padded, yes, but
1: the Because if he, I'm losing, if I'm losing in the first half, guess what I'm doing right before half? I'm in two-minute You're
0: drill. throwing the ball and if
1: I'm losing, And if I'm losing at the end of the game, guess what I'm doing? I'm in two-minute drill. Yeah, yeah. So my numbers are going to have yeast and in, inflate anyway.
0: Okay. I, I, here, that's why I'll disagree with you in terms of he had no choice because the team had no running game, never put a running game around him. He had no choice, was still able to make plays and keep games close and win games. That's why he had elite numbers to me. But he, didn't win, enough, he didn't
1: win enough games because they were never in the playoffs.
0: I'm not going to place it on Matthew Stafford. I'm not. I'm really no, not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not I know, placing you're not. on him, Freddie. I know you're not. I'm not placing on him,
1: but my whole point of this is, is it's not all his fault, but I'm certainly not going to put him in that bucket just based on him going to the Rams and winning a Super Bowl. When you add everything up, he's going to have terrific numbers. He's got a Super Bowl. Okay? And... and he answered the bell of all the questions that was looming out there on whether or not he was a quarterback that could win the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to take him and put him in the bucket. So why in the hell would I put Josh Allen in the elite bucket? He ain't done nothing close to what Matthew Stafford's done.
0: Clayton, in Virginia, 888-729-3776. Clayton, Wayne, on this conversation, with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio.
1: Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, hey, Key, I, I have to agree with you 100%. These people rank these quarterbacks in weird ways. And a perfect example is look at Mitchell Trubisky and Daniel Jones. Came out of North Carolina and Duke, didn't do anything in college, and haven't done anything in the NFL, but teams jumped up to get them. And then you got Zach Wilson, who made one throw at the combine, all of a sudden he's the next great thing too. These guys haven't proved anything before they get there, so you're absolutely right, man. Well, I mean, you're 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 projecting guys out of college is one thing. I'm talking about in the pros. Out of college – it's it's potential projections, what they look like, all of those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody make a throw in the in the, in a workout, I'm not one of those dudes that go running and carling and screaming and hollering. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm going to look at the throw. Like, come on, man. Nobody's chasing him. Nobody. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of context that goes into sure. that. Especially even in World college, Olympics. when it's North Carolina, uh, Duke. There's a lot that goes into that. Now, when you start to think about the projections, Mitch Trubisky, he looked good. I mean, he just he looked the part he had, the arm strength, all that. Daniel Jones, man, they got talked into that one. Cutcliffe told I, him, it yeah. reminds him a lot of Eli Manning and I coached the Mannings and none of that. Yeah, they got Dave talked Gettleman. into that one. Yeah, that was Dave, a, Gettleman. Dave Gettleman got bamboozled on that
0: one. Yeah, he allowed himself to be bamboozled, but that was not the only draft pick he got himself to be bamboozled on because Dave Gettleman, the Giants would be trying to overcome that for more than a minute, a lot of decisions that he made. That did not turn out when it came, especially that position, the quarterback position, and Daniel Jones. Speaking of New York, Muhammad in in Long Island. Muhammad from Strong Island, what you got to say, my friend?
1: Uh, Thank you for taking my call, guys. Um, Key, I just wanted to agree with you about the list with the quarterbacks. Lamar isn't getting the respect he deserves. The rest of those guys got played with or played with. The one of the top receivers in the league, Lamar doesn't. Still won MVP, so... I'm with you 100%. To, um, another point, last week you was making a list about the top five quarterbacks who keep coordinators up at night. And if I'm understanding your list right, I don't think you were saying you guys were the best quarterbacks. Just it's hard to game plan for these guys. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. the, the point you were trying to make, and everybody just, you know, ran with whatever they thought about the list. But I Well, they don't, they don't – first of all, they don't listen. They hear what they <laughs> want to hear. That's part of the damn problem when you're talking is – they want to disagree with you so bad, especially somebody like me. They want to disagree with me so bad. They are not even listening to, to what we're saying. They're more worried about ah, oh, his name's not on the list instead of really understanding what the individual is talking about. That's, that's what happens, Freddie. They want, to,
0: they want to disagree with you so bad. Yeah, you Their know. minds are already made up. They're not even listening. And you know why? Because they want to be right and they want you to be wrong, and they want to lord it over you. And or that's fine. I don't, they, yeah. that's,
1: the, that's the beauty about it. Everybody has an opinion.
0: Right, and you're entitled I think my
1: to opinion, it. I think my opinion is always right, though.
0: Well, that's because that's who you are, and that's who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar in Dayton. Lamar in Dayton, what you got, my friend? Hey, how y'all doing today? Good. How are you? Doing good. I, I just want to
1: agree with Keyshawn. I'm not trying to disagree with everybody, but like I agree with that. Like with the quarterbacks, like you can't put them on a pedestal. Like I remember when Brock Osweiler robbed the Broncos. When everybody thought, oh, this is the next Peyton Manning. Like no, he's not. I never agreed with that. And then look what happened. Like he took all that money and then he left. Like a lot of these quarterbacks are in the middle and. A lot of the analysts and fans, who try to make decisions like, oh, I'm going to push him off the ledge. He's not good. Or I'm going to put him on a pedestal because he had a good game or a good season. Like, no, you have to wait and see what they do in the playoffs, see if they're actually that good. Don't leave it up to the coaches and stuff. Like, some of it is on the player and the decisions they make. You know, it's it's so hard, Freddie, in these situations because you don't want to be – you don't want to be condescending to sure listeners and, 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 people that value and make opinions and stuff like that. Right. But it's hard as hell when you're a professional athlete and you've lived it and you've done it. It's, it's just hard to listen to some people's opinions mm-hmm. of certain things. You know, a lot of analysts have played, but a lot of analysts ain't played at the level. And so it's hard when they make these lists and they do certain things. It's a hard one, man. And you sit back and you listen. You're like, Josh Allen's good. I'm not saying he's not. Right.
0: That's not but what he ain't saying. there yet. Right.
1: He's just not. Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't give a damn how many great throws he make against the Kansas City Chiefs. Weak-ass defense. <laughs> okay? Mike Hughes was yeah. put in a bad Wait. situation on a bang eight late in the game. <laughs> that was a bad situation that their defensive coordinator – putting a man in off coverage, 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. Guy makes a move on him on a full run, unimpeded. Mm -hmm. He stumbles, falls, it's a touchdown. That ain't had nothing to do with Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw the ball, but there had to be a perfect route in a back coverage for him to be able to do that.
0: And I give him credit for that. But to your point, it shows you how razor thin that you can be a terrific quarterback or not a terrific quarterback more than ever before in the National Football League. That is something Russell Wilson is going to find out even more going to the Denver Broncos. Something that Patrick Mahomes already figured out, Aaron Rodgers. That's what makes that the most important position in sports. Sometimes you have people that make the right evaluation, and other people think they're too smart for the room. Either way, when you make those kind of decisions, a quarterback, it can come back to hurt or help. And exactly how that quarterback is going to play is always a fascinating mystery in the National Football League. He's Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, and Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. All you got to do is visit Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. We squished gears to wait, the wait, end. Wait, wait, on. Ahead. Hold go, on, ahead, on go ahead. go um, Go ahead. Apparently Alan. someone, Dwayne in Chicago, has okay. something to say. On, okay, he does? Yeah, let sure. us. Let's, Dwayne. Let's see. Dwayne from, my, from Chi-Town, what you got? Hey, what's up, fellas? Good, Can y'all please tell
1: Alan Yates to shave to stop looking like Kyrie Irving? <laughs> Kyrie Irving is a
4: bum. He's a good basketball player.
1: <laughs> wait, a wait I, got, I got to cut my hair, bro?
4: Yes, sir. Cut wow. your hair and shave.
0: Wow, man. Why? Kyrie What's Irving wrong with that? What's wrong with Alan's hair and his face? What, he's allowed to have hair in the beard. What's up with that, Dwayne? He looks like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a bum as a person. Oh, man, leave Kyrie Irving man. alone, man. What did Kyrie What's wrong? Why? What? Why? Why? Everybody on Kyrie like that? You know why? Because they think Kyrie. They want Kyrie to be what they want Kyrie to be, and not allow him to be what he wants to. be. I'm gonna be Kyrie for Halloween. So, like, like that's it's it's in stone now. You're not you helping. Don't get it, man. I'm You're not helping. Not I anymore. love it, fam. <laughs>
3: it's July, Alan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. You got plenty of time. He's already thinking of Halloween. We haven't even gotten to Labor Day yet. He's already thinking of Halloween. But speaking of the NBA and not Kyrie Irving, this other than money. Maybe the reason that Damian Lillard decided to stay with the Portland Trailblazers. That's next on Key J&M, and this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions.
1: Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. He's Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Tune in and your smart speakers. Don't forget the phone number to hang out with us at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to get to what Damian Lillard had to say about staying in Portland, not just for the money, but to win a championship and how a lot of people have reaction to that. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. But, Keith, you were drafted by the New York Jets.
1: Yes, Yes, number one overall. Number
0: one overall back in 1996 as a Jets fan. remember that day extremely, extremely well. But you won your Super Bowl championship with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I thought about this question last night with James Stout, producer, that what was more fulfilling? Would it have been more fulfilling winning with the Jets, the team that drafted you, or just winning a championship really just kind of cancels everything out no matter who you won it with?
1: I think when you – okay, so you have to look at it a couple different ways, right, Freddie? Mm-hmm. When I got drafted by the Jets, I was young. But I had outperformed my contract to a whole nother level. And it was time to get paid. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers needed me. They needed me to get them over the hump on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. So mm-hmm. they traded the two number ones for me to go – and help them get over the hump. Well, guess what we did a year later? We won the Super Bowl. So when you look at that, I'm young. I'll take that from any team, Buccaneers, Cleveland Browns, New England Patriots, Raiders, whoever, mm-hmm. in my young career, where Dame Lillard is older now. Okay. So for him to chase a ring with another team – opposed to trying to get it with Detroit, I mean, with, with Portland, of, opposed to going to a Detroit or some of these other teams, is a different feeling. If Dame Lillard had moved on five years after being in Portland, mm-hmm. he wouldn't feel this way. But he's been indoctrinated in that community. He's been a, 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 a since day one. He's been nothing but the best in Portland
0: Sure,
1: as far as his career goes. So for him, he's trying to do it for Portland. If he leaves the Trailblazers and goes somewhere else, what does that say? That just means that you're joining somebody else because a team that he would have to go to has to be a championship-caliber team. It's basketball. It's a position. In football, we have different positions in different rooms. Mm-hmm. I left New York to go to, to Tampa Bay, and I was the best receiver in the room. In the receiver room. You know, in the best offensive weapon. Right. Opposed to Dame Lillard as a basketball player going to the Golden State Warriors. He's not gonna be the best player. It's gonna be Steph Curry. Right. Going to the Lakers, it's gonna be LeBron James. Going to the Philadelphia 76s, it's gonna be Embiid. So he would become the second or the third guy as great as he is. And if that doesn't satisfy him, mm-hmm. why not stay
0: in Portland? Yeah, that's a great point. In terms, you can be the man and have different men on a football team where you could be the man in one room and somebody can be a man in the other room, and then that leadership is brought to the table when that happens. Different with an NBA team where one guy's the man, and that's going to be that. And speaking of that with Damian Lillard, he said this is about the commitment to the team, not just about signing two years and $122 million-plus dollars at an extension to stay in Portland.
1: If I do something that goes against who I am and say I do end up winning, I know me better than any of y'all know me. So I'd be happy with it because I don't think anybody wouldn't be happy being a champion, but it wouldn't be as fulfilling to me as, as I would want that moment to be. As long as I have an opportunity to do it, you know, a,
0: a good opportunity to do it, I'm willing to, to go out however. He's not ring chasing because Damon Lewis is like, look, I know that I'm going to do everything I can, and I trust the organization. Yeah, that, yeah, no <laughs> question about that. Yeah, that's a $61 million ah! to stay there and not go anywhere else. But a guy like Damian Lillard, when you're used to being the dude, not saying he couldn't handle being a Robin, you're not going to get that kind of money being a Robin anyway, but a guy like him is used to being the center of attention and enjoying that and having be that kind of leader that he's been. It's a lot better from him personally to say, I'd rather stay and try to win this way than ring chase and go somewhere else while I'm second in command behind somebody else.
1: You know, in in everybody's built different. See, I'm built more like Dame. I would have stayed with the Jets, mm-hmm. but the Jets didn't give me $61 million. <laughs>
0: the Jets was playing around <laughs> with the money. Yes, they were.
1: Mike Tannenbaum and company was tripping, you know, and, and so if they would have paid me, I would have never left New York. I, and if I would have never won a championship – I'd have stayed in New York and been fine with it. It felt that I had a hell of a career, Mm -hmm. just like I feel now. So it's like at different stages of your career, if Dame Lillard had left, if Dame Lillard was going to leave, he should have left earlier. Sure. It's too late to leave now. Like there's no – because where you going? Because any team that you would go to, in order for them to acquire him, they've got to give up what they have. So if you go to Minnesota – and you Dame Lillard, they got to give up Cat and Edwards. Now what you got? Not a lot. Because, not, you yeah, see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah it's like you got to, if you if you go to L.A., they're going to have to give up Westbrook and A.D., and it's just you and LeBron now. You know, it's like, so, or if you go to Philly, they're going to have to give up Harden or Embiid in the package, and now what? So you're defeating the purpose when you have stuff happen like that.
0: And Damian Lillard's probably thinking, look, that's not something I want to do. I'm happy here. They're happy with me here. And sixty one million dollar reasons per year in the extension. That don't uh, even does, sound uh, right. What? Yeah, with sixty one million per year for Damian yeah. Lillard. Not saying he's not worth it.
1: No, I'm just it's not it's not that. I just think back to some of the money that yeah. some of the other players was making twenty years ago. Yeah. It's like wow. Ron Harper made two million dollars. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like Wow, well, that's a lot of money, but then when you think about sixty one million.
3: Yeah,
0: Alan Yates just told me he said he's about to make five hundred million dollars in his NBA career, Damian Lillard. Five hundred million dollars when it's all said and done. And that's just NBA money? NBA money. Yeah, not endorsing. Not including his tennis shoes. No nothing. NBA money. The the the, the nine to five, his regular job. Man, I that got kind cheated. Of money.
1: I blame my mother. <laughs>
0: We'll see if Key got cheated when it came to ratings when it comes to Madden football. Also, how Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving continue to
4: rule the rest of the NBA.
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. So did Keyshawn Johnson get cheated when it comes to the ratings of Madden 2022? Here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max and ESPN Radio. He's Keyshawn Johnson. Freddie Coleman. This was brought up by people. Our main name is Pat Costello and Alan Yates about Keyshawn's rating. And Pat, you can take this over, and, Key, you can react about Keyshawn's rating when it comes to Madden 2022.
2: Well, Madden 22, he's actually excellent. Okay. Madden, yeah, people are raving on YouTube about how good Keys. He's like a 96 overall, and he, I, I guess he's a sleeper pickup in Madden 22 somehow. Right. Uh, but through the years, Key, you've been a little iffy in your some of your Madden rankings. Your best year was uh, 2001, understandably. I heard you might have won something that year. Uh, 95 overall with a 92 speed, 92 awareness. Pretty good stuff. Your worst year easily was when you were a rookie and you didn't even get a name in Madden. They just called you rookie wide receiver.
3: Uh, wow. What yeah, happened there? Yeah, Why wow. didn't you have a name? Rookie I, wide receiver 19.
2: I, I don't know anything about Madden games, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were I, I, you were a 69 speed that year, which is basically slower than me, so I don't, man. I think that I think they they have evolved since then. I hope so. The game as a whole somehow from 96 to 90 or sorry 97 to 98 you dropped four speed points and then you went back up in 99 I like it's kind of all over Age the place. Age like fine
0: wine it in other words.
2: Great YouTube video about this. Oh god. Your uh, your overall your overall Madden average for games you're in without you being a quote unquote legend debatable. Uh jeez. 85.3 overall from from 90, Madden 97 to Madden 07.
1: Yeah, and, and the people and an and interesting thing is the individuals who's probably making the game and doing the game have never seen me play. That, I don't isn't doubt that, that, that amazing? I don't They've doubt never that. had a chance to see me play. Mm-hmm. All they done is read things. It's like it, it it's it's reading things, like Keyshawn this, Keyshawn's that like you don't even know me. Like you have no idea. And that's the same way it is in, in general with the games I'm sure, is they've never seen me play so they have no idea what I, my style was. They don't know what the offense was all about, what type of coaches I had. Mm-hmm. It's so funny when you look at some of this stuff.
0: I just want to know how much money you're getting to be part of the Legends category for Madden 22. That's just Say, me.
1: man. I just work here. <laughs> I love Just do what, the, do, Conf- what
0: the, do what the man asked me to do. Confirm nothing, deny nothing.
1: <laughs> That's about all. <laughs> it's all about perception versus reality. <laughs>
0: I, I, see, this is when you know we're in the video game world, when perception versus reality colliding with Keyshawn Johnson and ratings from back then and Madden 22 right now. But at least he's getting paid for it. He's not just doing this for volunteer work, so I, I think we can all respect that. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max.
5: I mean, I don't understand anybody who signs up for a roast. By the way, Jeff, Key didn't know what a roast was before we started this segment today. That's all Key does is roast people. He That's even what I'm saying.
2: Well, I didn't know that, Jeff. I'm like, <laughs> I guess. Wait, people do that on a TV show? I thought we do that every minute <laughs> yeah. of <that> <laughs> day, right?
0: Sometimes the roast is good. Sometimes the roast is great. Here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Keyshawn Johnson. i Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series so Channel 80 Tune in, and also your smart speaker. So it seems so long ago... That June 30th happened, and Kevin Durant told the Brooklyn Nets, I want out of here. And the owner, Joe Sy, said, we're going to accommodate you. Here it is more than 11 days later, and nothing has happened. That's not saying things aren't being worked on, but nothing has happened. But then you had this, Key, from Cam Thomas, who right now plays for the Brooklyn Nets. He was on NBA TV, part of the NBA Summer League, and check out his reaction when he was asked about what Steve Nash is looking for him to work on after the Nets played the Sixers in Summer League action this weekend.
3: I was talking to your head coach, Steve Nash, before the game, and he was saying he's encouraging you both to look for your shot, but to look for your teammates as well. You had seven assists. You laugh there. Why, why are we laughing?
0: It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Usually we know that the coach has to be at the mercy of the players, but even the guys who aren't critical, key to the Brooklyn Nets, they're just like Steve Nash, nah. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, see, I I don't know what that means because I need more context to it. But me too. it sounds like to me that he's not really. I mean, it, it sounds like to me he's all, he's saying that Steve Nash is essentially always talking.
0: Mm-hmm. He's well, just
1: saying anything. Well, Alan that's what Yate, it sounds
0: yeah. like. Alan Yates said he was he saw the video. He said he was rolling his eyes when that question and his answer responded to that question.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just like man, he always talking, saying something. That's kind of from a player's mentality. When when you, you hear your coach say something or somebody repeats something that your coach says that you've already heard before, it's like, man, please, I don't need to listen to him. I don't want to hear that no more because he's always saying something just to be talking, to be saying something, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. But Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they were allowed to have this guy when they had Kenny Atkinson, who was going to make them better players and make them a better basketball team. Instead, they wanted somebody who they could basically govern when it came to Steve Nash. They knew that was not going to be the case with Kenny Atkinson, and they wanted to say, hey, this is the kind of stroke, this is the kind of electricity we have with this organization. And the organization let them do it. So for the Brooklyn Nets now to want to move on from Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, my thought process has always been, well, if you gave the, the guys this kind of power and you would trust that with them, even though they had not shown to be trustworthy with that, what did you think was going to happen when things really got adverse and tough and those guys want to still exert their power when it comes to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets?
1: Yeah, but did, K, did Katie and Kyrie go and get Steve Nash, or did they say we we thinking about hiring Steve Nash? And the guys was like, okay, cool. I mean, so it, it, with coaches, it's a little bit different. Like LeBron James says, I want this guy back in the day. Did Kevin them say that, or was it presented to them, and then they just signed off on it because they like, okay, well, fine. I don't really know who else I wanted to be the coach.
0: I get the sense it was presented to both of them that Steve Nash was in play, yeah, and they signed off on it. And I've always been a big believer that if you allow that to happen, you got to take everything that goes with it, especially the guy who's who had never coached an NBA game and never coached a team before.
3: Yeah,
1: and there's nothing – look, man, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, I don't know if Steve Nash is a good coach, a bad coach, whatever. Certain people would say he shouldn't be all – whatever. I don't really care about that. He is the coach. What I do know is that those two dudes were not on the court together at the same time often, and James Harden was not on the court with them, all three of them, as often as they would have liked. Had they been from zero to 60 on the court together all the time, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We wouldn't even be talking about whether or not Steve Nash is a good coach. Cause remember we were talking about whether or not Steve Kerr is a good coach at the beginning of all this uh, dynasty conversations as well. It was all Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson. And then all of a sudden Steve Kerr started chipping away at it and winning and chipping and winning games and 73 and a championship and back again, another championship and uh oh team depleted, but he's coaching well and championship championship. And now, all of a sudden, we don't even have that conversation no more.
0: Because remember, us
1: not to. he went through the same scrutiny that Steve Nash is going through now. The only difference is they were healthy in Golden State and winning championships.
0: Steve Nash, by the way, Steve Nash was part of the Golden State Warriors basketball staff. He was part of the strength conditioning, skills coordinator, whatever that title that he had. So Kevin Durant knew about him that when it was presented to him, Kevin Durant said, yeah, why not? Because I saw what he was able to do being part of the Golden State culture, even though Kevin Durant did not want to be a part of that culture anymore. But now, no matter what happens, and I'm still uh, in the minority thinking this is actually going to happen, Key, that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to be traded. It is going to be very, very hard to trade Kevin Durant if you want to make concessions. Can't go back. That's another situation. I didn't think about that because once you put it out there – and he wants to be traded, you want to accommodate him. And if you can't accommodate him, let's say this is not happening by September and training camps open up later on that month, then that's when things get really interesting in Brooklyn because if Kevin Durant's still there, the likelihood that Kyrie Irving is still going to be there, when the Brooklyn Nets to let it be known, we want to move on from this whole deal with both but of he these can't guys. can't
1: go back. He, his heart, and, and people will try to tell, he's always a basketball player, he's a gym rat, he loves to play doesn't matter. His heart's not going to be in it. He's not going to go out there and, and play to hurt himself. No. He Of course he's going to play at the highest level, but his heart's not going to be in it. It won't feel the same. You know, It just that's just the reality of it. That's what happens. When you dangle a guy out there and you let him know you don't want him anymore, even though he requested the trade, you honored it. So when you honor something I request, that tells me you don't want me.
0: It comes back to the Brooklyn Nets not having enough backbone. And that's not. I'm not punishing Kevin Durant. I'm not punishing Kyrie Irving. When you don't have any kind of backbone, when you constantly cave the demands of people, at a certain point, it's going to come back to haunt you. If this organization has shown more backbone, Kyrie Irving decided he wasn't going to play because he was not going to get vaccinated. That's his choice. But they caved on that because they needed him. The minute key that you let somebody have that kind of power over you, that kind of stroke, it's going to come back to haunt you, especially when, to your point, they have not been on the court long enough, but they still know what kind of power they have with the Brooklyn Nets. I just don't get it. I understand it. I know why Kevin Durant wants out. He's like, look, I want structure. This is not the structure I'm looking for. Kyrie Irving's like, look, I'm running this organization, and that's how it's going to go. And meanwhile, each and every time we turn around, the Brooklyn Nets were caving on that, and they wonder why they're in this position. What kind of quarterback is Tom Brady when it comes to the top ten list, not once, but twice? That's next with Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN
3: Radio.